Hey guys, welcome to His and Hers Trauma Podcast. Please remember to check out the show notes for resources regarding what we are talking about. We usually have some pretty good stuff linked down there. And Mr. Trauma and I are so happy that you guys are here to learn and hopefully get some good information about all sorts of different trauma and how they manifest themselves in relationships. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I don't know if any of this is going to sound different because I got a microphone. (laughs) Like nothing fancy schmancy. I'm kind of moving it around right now. Oh gosh, I got to turn my phone on or Okay. Um, nothing fancy schmancy, but like something nice, nicer than my phone. So I hope this sounds better than, um, some of the other recordings because that's the goal is to keep making this better. And today I wanted to go ahead and get this topic. All of my devices are going off in my house. My Alexa's going off. My phone's going off. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I wanted to go ahead and um, dive into the subject of narcissistic abuse. Um, This is something that I experienced for about five years. Um, It started for me in early 2017 and ended about this time last year. Um, a little bit, I'm um, a bit further than a year out now from being out of that, um, relationship with that person. Um, so yeah, narcissistic abuse. Um, this whole thing was really, foreign to me when I was discarded. We're going to be going over some terminology as well, which will be super fun. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm not going to really explain the whole, you know, story, my part two, because I really want to get this out of the way first, just so it can be listened to for reference for the words I'm going to be using because I'm just going to fly through that episode. It's going to be really difficult for me. Uh, And so I think um, it's important to get this episode done just so the encyclopedia of narcissistic abuse is out there. Uh, There is a lot of awesome resources. I'm going to go ahead and give this person, um, this content creator, mad props and like huge credit for educating me about narcissistic abuse and just narcissism in general. And that is Andrew um, from Narc Daily on YouTube. He is amazing. And what I like so much about his content is he doesn't talk about specifics. He doesn't, you know, do the shit talking that, um, sometimes I do and cause I'm still kind of fresh, but this is a different type of, uh, platform, but he's strictly about keeping it real about what it is, what narcissistic abuse is, what the narcissist does to you, how it affects your life in different facets, different phases, different, 
you know, ways. Uh, he's just, he's very, very good at what he does. And he is very active on his platform. So he is always creating a ton of content. That would be my recommendation to dive in because that's where I started. Uh, This whole thing started for me a little bit before Labor Day weekend last year uh, where I was left discarded. So that's a that's a fun word that we use in the um, narcissistic abuse survivor community. Uh, Basically, that means like you get dumped. okay? but it's just a different way of saying like you get dumped. Um, You get dumped by the narcissist. So I was dumped, discarded, whatever. Um, and I was just like, what the hell just happened? I don't understand. And it happened so fast, which is super normal. We'll get to that kind of, as we talk about the different cycles of the abuse. Um, but I found his YouTube channel because I just started looking up stuff like how to get through a breakup, how to get through a breakup with someone who did X, Y, Z to you. And all of a sudden I was enlightened with all of this awesome information. My ex is a narcissist. He admitted it. I I say this a lot. I, you know, said, Hey, I think you're a narcissist and (laughs) said this several times. And I didn't really know what that meant, to be honest. I knew it was negative, but I thought it was just sort of like being self-absorbed. It's much more than that. It's much more terrifying it's much more calculated and it does a lot of damage um, to the person who is on the other end of it. And he would say, yeah, I'm a narcissist. Like, so what? What's it to you? Anyway, so that's where I started was with Narc Daily on YouTube. And then I just started going down the rabbit hole, which can take you to <laughs> all these, you know, support groups, Um, which are amazing. Facebook is an awesome resource for survivors, people who are going through it. There's so many, but there's not a lot of, you know, resources for men specifically. And that's why I really like Andrew because when I introduced his content to my husband, he, my husband was like, dang, like this is like hitting home for me, some of this. So there are different kinds of narcissists out there. Um, basically it's narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. And it's, it, it just means they have like low empathy. They see others as beneath them. Um, and that can lead to like harmful, toxic, abusive behaviors. They can be incredibly difficult to endure for, you know, any amount of time, a minute or a lifetime. It's ridiculous. Um, they can use insults, threats, accusations. Um, they manipulate you to doing what you want. Um, they are very calculated. Their entire job is to nail you down because they see something in you when they meet you because you're this high quality, high value supply. Okay. You're like a pot of gold for these guys or girls. There's lots of women out there who are narcissists. Um, and this is where phase one happens. Um, 
And this phase is the, unfortunately, what keeps you hanging on because it's so, so um, intense. And sometimes it, it makes you forget about the bad shit that's going on. Cause you're like, Oh gosh, but it was so good in the beginning. Um, so that's the idealization phase. So that's the cycle, sorry, cycle. Um, and I'll get into more specifics of that when I do my podcast about part two of my relationship, which is really kind of the one I'm dreading doing, honestly. Um, but this is like where you, the narcissist like quickly latches on with you, makes you feel amazing, unique, even like worships you sometimes. Um, it's characterized by love bombing and it feels really sudden and really intense. And it can kind of sometimes feel a little bit weird. And love bombing is um, very very common for people with NPD, which is narcissistic personality disorder. And it's like examples like to shower you with compliments and affection. Um, and this might seem really in, you know, like mm, at first, like sweeping you off your feet, but it's actually emotional manipulation because they're manipulating you to the false narrative, the future, false future kind of thing. Um, and this is how they get you to give up your control and take over because you are just overwhelmed with their um, gestures. Okay. Um, so that's the first stage. Usually that's pretty short compared to all the other ones because the narcissist can only operate in this mode for so long before they're like, huh, time to go ahead and just do what I do best, which is devalue. Okay. So that's the second stage devaluation. This is the part that's like the real shitty part. Um, it's where they start slowly whittling away at you. I remember a friend of mine that unfortunately I don't talk to anymore because of my ex. Um, she said, you know, years and years ago, she, she spotted it. And that's the thing is like people can see it that have been through it. And she said, you know, you're going to be a shell of yourself if you don't get out. And boy, was she right? Because I was devalued, criticized. I was hit with passive aggressive behavior, constantly backhanded compliments that were really just mean, but meant to be nice, but like really humiliating sometimes especially he would talk about intimacy in front of his friends, which is just very inappropriate while I was there. Um, there's a phrase called stonewalling or like gray rocking or stonewalling where they just ignore you. Basically, that's what that is. Um, they're always comparing you to others. Okay. Like my ex, for instance, was, <coughs> excuse me, um, always just comparing me to, um, certain actresses, things like that. Like, oh, you kind of look like her or this or that. Um, they love mind games. They love to just like fuck with your head all day long. Um, gaslighting happens during this 
and gaslighting for me was like tough because, um, it, it like made it so he could deny the hurtful behaviors that he was doing to me and pretend like they didn't happen because one, he was either intoxicated or two, he would call me crazy and say I was lying or I don't remember or I'm going insane. Um, there is, you know, a pretty dark story I'll go more in depth in, but, um, you know, there was a really terrible evening we had together and this is the first time he really started to call me really bad, nasty names. And I called him out on it the next day and he's like, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I mean, he even denied cheating on me that I was insane that I thought kissing another girl was cheating. Okay. So that's gaslighting. Um, and it makes you insane. Like it makes you go insane because you don't know what's up or down anymore. Honestly. Um, they ignore boundaries during this stage. I was constantly trying to set boundaries of like no drinking. Um, could you help me, you know, pick up the house? He was always, he's super messy. Um, there was just like, it was like living in a frat house. And so I had to eventually hire a cleaning lady because I just couldn't take it anymore. But, um, what, what happened is he would take my boundaries as instead of setting healthy boundaries for what I needed, he would take them as threats and say, you're just pointing out my shortcomings because I, you know, have a hard time with my alcohol consumption or I'm messy or I'm this or I'm that. And I'm like, no, I'm just trying to like establish boundaries. And they don't even know what that means. And so if you do establish one, good luck reinforcing it because um, you'll be met with consequences, huge consequences. Um, they would, he, projection is another term. This is sort of like I said, just very informative podcast um, about terminology. Okay. But I want you to understand, this is why I'm doing this. I want you to understand if you hear me say anything and you're like, oh my God, that's happening to me. You need to go and you need to start looking and seeing if you are with someone who is a narcissist and you are experiencing narc abuse. Okay. So projecting this one sucks. So instead of like taking the blame for what they've done wrong, they will blame you no matter what. <laughs> um, I was even blamed at the very end, um, uh, because I spilled the beans on my social media about how bad things were. I didn't go super in depth publicly, but I told my family what had happened. And he said, I can never get back together with you because I, okay, listen, listen to this. I will never be able to look at anyone in the eye that loves you because they'll know what I've done. And that's your fault. Okay. I'll say it again. He couldn't look anyone that cared about me in the eye because he knew that they would have this intense hatred, animosity, awful feelings towards him because I was reaching out for support. I was reaching out for help and I spilled the beans and it's my fault that we're not together anymore. Okay. 
fucked up, right? Um, nitpicking, that's pretty common. Um, mine was always about my appearance. I did get very depressed um, during my relationship. And I mean, this was also during the whole you know, pandemic and everything. So everything was crazy and I was doing virtual learning. So life was not, you know, peachy (laughs) anyway. So I put on, um, quite a bit of weight. I've lost a lot of it, which is great, but, um, yeah, he would just, uh, constantly talk about how like fugly, ugly I was. Um, so that's the, I mean, there's a lot more about the devaluation stage, but like, it's just the worst. I mean, it, it's just so bad. (laughs) Um, and I was also, you know, he would, I guess it's called blackmail. Um, he would say, you know, give me a sum of money, like 10 grand and I'll leave, I'll leave you alone. But if you don't, I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to do everything I can to like make you suffer. Right. And I was like, I'm not giving you $10,000. I I don't have $10,000 to give him. Um, then at the very end, he wanted $50,000 and I literally laughed in his face. It was just, he, he's like, that's exactly how much I've paid you in rent and bills to live with you for the last six years. I'm like, that's not money you get back when you move out. You're like, that's just not money that is returned. Okay. Like that's the cost of living. So anyway, um, this like repeats. Okay. So this will get like bad and then maybe something kind of good will happen a little bit. Um, because if it's all bad all the time, you're just going to walk away. So they have to kind of keep you in. And that's the repetition stage. Um, <clears throat> and they will cycle between devaluing you. And then I like the I, I, idol, idealization. Gosh, I can't talk today. Sorry. All this stuff is very sometimes a little bit hard for me to talk about. Um, and then finally, there's the discard stage. Wrong which is like, you know, when everything ends. Okay. Um, and they, in most cases, you know, discard you. If you got out and you broke up with them, awesome. Like, but you're still not going to have any closure. Um, I'm going to let you know right now, you will never have closure. You will never have that final conversation that, most people in relationships come together and have some sort of closure, a conversation or moving out or, you know, just, I don't know, touching base about something later down the road. (sighs) They just vanish. It's like they were a ghost. And I think the phrase, I mean, the term ghosting is probably from narcissism, you know, abuse that people experienced, but it's, it's like they're here one second and then they're gone. And I'll talk about that in part three of my story, which was the breakup and then the aftermath. And it was insane how fast it happened. It'll, it'll make your head spin when you hear about this. Um, but basically they just decide they have no more use for you. They've taken everything. They've sucked you dry of everything you have to offer emotionally, physically, fiscally, socially, you know, whatever it is, they have taken 
it all at this point. And uh, you're left just kind of <laughs> drowning. You know, you don't, you don't have any life preservers. They've taken your friends. They've, you know, alienated you from your family. In my case, I lost my job and a lot of my friends because of all this and really was disconnected from my family and my, um, my son at sometimes it's really sad. So, um, that's that. And there's like some signs you can look out for. Um, they have a really hard time empathizing with you. They have very, um, difficult, like they have a difficult, like way of understanding where you're coming from. And it's like, they're blunted. They're just emotionally blunted in some ways. Um, they're super hypersensitive to like any criticism at all. So if you're saying anything, even constructive criticism, um, and they'll start to deflect and they'll start to project on you, um, because they are very, very (laughs) insecure people. They're the most insecure people on the planet. This is why they have to be predators. Um, They get, you know, really angry, really easily. Tantrums. I used to say he he would have tantrums. Um, And then out of nowhere, they can just come at you. Like I remember there was a night where he and I were in bed and he, (sighs) you know, he just like punched me out of nowhere. And uh, he said that he did it in his sleep, but I don't know how you can land a punch on someone's like eyeball, eye socket, face in the darkness if you don't know exactly where they're at, like close fist punch. So just out of nowhere, it was ridiculous. It was insane. I had a black eye. It was fucking insane. Um, they come across as magnetic and charming, but like super obnoxious and manipulative. Um, they always isolate you from your family and friends. Um, they can never compromise. They're always really cold or emotionally unavailable. The coldness I felt was really, really hard for me because I'm a very warm, empathetic person and I like physical touch and I like eye contact and I like you know, laughing and sharing and obviously sharing because I'm doing this podcast, <laughs> but, um, it's a push pull with them. Um, and they, like basically that's sort of the, I would say pretty quick and dirty, like crash course of narcissistic abuse. There's a lot more stuff. And like I said, I would definitely check out Andrew at NARC daily for a more in-depth, um, analysis, but some of the things that can happen when you're going through this or after, and I will talk about what happened to me too, anxiety and depression, no matter what. Um, I was also diagnosed with CPTSD, which is complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I had cognitive issues, like memory issues. I thought I was like losing my mind. Um, My health went to shit. I gained like, I'll be real. I gained like almost a hundred pounds and I was so unhealthy and I was just having migraines and stomach problems that I already have. Um, It was getting really scary. Um, and thank God I got out because I don't know if I could have gone on another year. I mean, I just turned 40 
Um, so that is sort of in a nutshell, uh, what I wanted to talk about today. And I know it's really kind of generic and, but also kind of heavy. Um, it's just one part of this whole narcissistic abuse thing, because there's different types of narcissists and I will talk about that at another time. But, um, I wanted to put this out there before I recorded my really tough, um, story, my part two of my story. Um, I've been taking notes and really getting it organized so I can get through it without getting too triggered, but um, I just want to move along and hopefully you can go and listen to this first. I will, at the beginning of that episode, I'll throw in a little reminder to listen to this because there's just some terminology that you might be like, well, what is that? You know, I don't understand like what is a supply? What's a discard? What's, you know, gaslighting? What is projection? You know, what's all this, this and that. So with that being said, I am going to let you go. Um, I will be linking um, some articles with a bit more just info, a little bit deeper dive, but this is basically the gist of it. This is all you kind of like need to get going on. And like I said, there is an overwhelming amount of support out there and they do not target people that, and I'm not saying that anyone is better than anyone else. Okay. But they don't target people that they don't think they can in some way benefit from. Okay. So you're probably a very high value, high, highly intelligent, highly empathetic, highly, you know, tapped into you person. And they see this and it's like, a shark smelling, you know, blood in the water. They just come for you. They eat you alive. So what happened to me, um, my husband, his is a little different because he was with his ex for so long. Mine was like quick and dirty. Six years sounds like a long time, but compared to some other people, it's it's not at all. And, um, I am fortunate that I did not have children with this man. I didn't have any obligation with him. So I know I got out really easy, um, compared to some other people and some people that are, you know, honestly stuck because they have children and the narcissist uses children against them or they have narcissistic parents or family members or employers. It doesn't just happen in romantic relationships. It happens in all relationships, even te- you know, teachers. Um, so coaches, things like that. People who are in the community that you look up to generally have narcissistic tendencies. <laughs> Excuse me. So anyway, um, Put all that in your pipe and smoke it. And I will link some YouTube channels for you, especially Andrew's. Like I said, he is awesome and he makes everything make sense. And he speaks to you in a way that you know he has been through it. He's coming from a place of 
love, but also you can tell that he is not happy about what happened to him as he should not be. And, um, we, you know, in our community, we always say we wage the war on these people by getting, you know, schooled up on this kind of stuff. Like we have to learn about it in order to fight it. We cannot be vindictive. We cannot come back and, you know, get revenge because they won't care. The narcissist won't care it at all. They just simply won't. Um, you won't ever get closure. You'll try. You won't. You just have to really lean on your loved ones, lean on this community, this trauma community, because if you're like me, you're going to have some really, really dark times. And I was, you know, in the right mindset enough at the time to do voice memos of my breakdowns post relationship. And some of them are really hard to listen to. Um, I was in a really bad spot and I'm not saying I'm perfect. (laughs) Okay. Um, nobody's perfect. I learned so much from that relationship. I learned so many things. I'm a better partner because of that. So in ways I am thankful that I went through it now that I have a little bit behind me because I know what to look for. And I have a really functional relationship with someone who meets my needs, you know, emotionally, physically, all that stuff in a healthy way. It's not up and down. It's consistent. It's balanced. It's authentic. And, um, I wouldn't have been able to maybe find that person or appreciate that if I hadn't gone through what I went through. And it also gives me the opportunity to come here and help out and talk about this stuff. I I mean, I don't even know if anyone is really listening or not, but if you are, you know, you can reach out and talk to me. Um, Like I said, I'm a crisis counselor and I do all this stuff anyway. So if you're in a dark place, you can send us an email and I'll get it and I can point you in the right direction. Um, We're like this kind of village, okay? It's like an open door policy here if you're going through this, okay? So anyway, take care and I hope everyone is having a good Friday. It's not good Friday, but like good Friday in general, (laughs) in terms of like fun Friday. Um, I went out yesterday with my bestie and got a pedicure and it was awesome. I haven't had a girl's like self-care day in a long time. I'm still getting back into the swing of things and it's been a year and um, I'm excited for the weekend. So yeah, just wanted to put this out there before I attempt to record this other, uh, big episode. And I might be doing a few other ones before that. And, um, Mr. Trauma posted one last night. So anyway, thank you again, just for like hearing me out and supporting us. We've had a lot of amazing support and feedback, and I also appreciate feedback. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. Please take care of yourselves. Remember, crisis text line is there. 911 is always there. 
take a walk, take a drive, get out. Like don't, don't suffer in silence. Okay. There's people, there's, there's communities out there and we are all very eager to be there for you. Okay. Be well and take good care of yourself. Bye-bye.